my god. Bobby, what did you do? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. This isn't funny, Laura. This is not fucking funny. Now help me bury him. Bobby, you killed Mike. This isn't fucking Mike! Is this Mike? Scott, if your life had a face, I would punch it. Yeah. Wait, what? Let me ask you something. Why would you make the point of saying someone's not a genius? You think I'm especially not a genius? Veronica, why are you pulling my dick? Suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the greatest moments in the history of forever. I'm Zach. And I'm Matt. And today, we go on a strange, dark, and twisted journey through the mind of David Lynch. This is episode four, Twin Peaks, Firewalk With Me, The Missing Pieces, Deleted, and Alternate (laughs) Scenes. (laughs) Quite a title. Yeah. Um, so these, so I guess to give it a little bit of a backstory, uh, Fire Walk With Me came out in 1992, shortly after the, uh, television series, uh, Twin Peaks was canceled. Uh, David Lynch, uh, filmed about five hours worth of material, <laughs> which is not Ambitious. an exaggeration, and then cut it down to like a two hour and 20 minute, whatever, yeah. yeah. There was a lot of deleted footage that fans knew about that, you know, you couldn't quite ever see anywhere. They never released it until very recently on the Blu-ray box set. Yeah. So, in and of itself, it's almost, the deleted stuff is almost like like a a movie. movie. I mean, it's... It makes about as much sense as the real movie. It's not, like, that different from, like, a regular... David Lynch movie. Um, one thing with Firewalk with Me, which is always kind of weird, is how it kind of functions as both a prequel and a sequel right. to the TV show. Um, mostly a prequel, but it like, yeah, it goes up to that little like bit at the end there. And I don't know. Right. The whole thing with Heather Graham and Laura's yeah. bed. Super unsatisfying, really, for a lot of yes. Wood Peaks fans. Because I mean, uh, the idea that David Lynch, like, pissed off, like, a lot of people <laughs> because, you know, he kind of, like, abandoned the show in the second season and it got, like, really terrible. And then he comes back and makes, like, this pretty awesome cliffhanger ending, and it's like, all right, well, I'm going to make a movie. And people are like, all right, nice, we're going to get some answers and wrap things up. And it's like, no. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, in addition to that, it's no Laura Flynn Boyle, no Sherilyn Fenn. Right. um, Bummer. No Richard Beamer, Beamer, however you say it. Um, Now, I mean, in the context of, like, Twin Peaks, the show, and like its fans, it's disappointing. But on its own, I think the movie's like pretty awesome. Yeah, I do too. I like how it is just like kind of like the dark, cold, weird elements of the show. Even though like I do like like the quirkiness of the show, it's just I like that the movie really kind of takes advantage of just the lynchian bizarreness yeah i mean one of the on the uh missing pieces deleted scenes reel that one of the first scenes is just this completely odd scene um i think it's more of like an alternate cut of the scene because um, i think it, it's in the movie as well Hap's diner yeah in the yeah. diner there's like a side room 
where a guy is like working on a lamp <laughs> yeah. and there's just another really old weird looking guy sitting there watching and then there's like is he the owner <laughs> I, don't, I mean the idea that you'd walk into a diner and that would be like the opening room it's like it's yeah it's frightening some, and just weird <laughs> some like old dude just like sleeping while this other dude is working on a lamp and seemingly is about to get electrocuted yeah, and he <laughs> seems to be just welding the, the like the the part of the lamp that the light bulb screws into and it's causing all this like electrical noise and um one of my favorite uh parts of the deleted scenes is the um is Chris Isaac uh his character which oh. <laughs> was like used to like kind of fill in for uh Agent Dale Cooper while I guess Kyle McLaughlin wanted to have like less of a role in the right. movie or whatever. And um which also makes the movie kind of weird, but Yeah, so this other FBI agent played by Chris Isaac, he has to get into a actual fist fight with like a local <laughs> sheriff um who's just like a Can bizarre looking dude. <laughs> yeah, hard guy to look at. <laughs> and it's just like a fight that goes on forever and ever and ever. <laughs> yeah, they it's, just keep punching each other relentlessly. And it's basically all over like the FBI wanting to take jurisdiction over a murdered girl. <laughs> this is a girl uh Teresa, Teresa Banks. Yeah, the who gets murdered um before Laura Palmer which, you know, sets off the TV show. Um and it's just like I don't even know how to explain the fight. It's just it's so <laughs> it makes like zero sense. <laughs> it just goes on forever. Yeah. And it, I mean, I can see why they cut it because it go. It's just so long. But like, and really has no point. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I mean, my interpretation was that it was like a parody of like all of the jurisdiction fights that go on in like TV and movies that have to do with like crime and how the you know local police are always fighting with either like the fbi or like the state people or whatever it is there's always some issue and they're they always seem to care like so much over who has control of what (laughs) or whatever yeah i mean and also it's like this deer meadows or whatever it's supposed to be is kind of like the opposite of twin peaks in in the start of the show like cooper shows up and immediately has full cooperation from the police, whereas, like, Chester Desmond, uh, Chris Isaac's character, shows up in Deer Meadow and is met with nothing but trouble from the local <laughs> police. <laughs> um, so, I mean, if you're if you're familiar with the uh, TV show or the movie, um, a lot of the people that, you know, you're, that you know show up... Um, and then you know you get a you get some more scenes with like the weird uh dance troupe above the convenience store. I don't really know what you would describe <laughs> yeah. them as just a weird collection just of a oddities amalgam of pretty cool dudes <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh. What does like? What do you think like anything any of this like means? <laughs> I mean, I've watched the series multiple times. I've watched the movie a bunch of times. I've read people's takes on everything. I don't understand like really anything, especially in the movie. <laughs> yeah, there are parts of the movie and the deleted scenes as well, which kind of give you like a bigger view of what lynch was thinking where you just start asking yourself like is he just fucking with us at this point like yeah some it's of definitely the like a lot of just like making it up as they go like when the the man from another place or the midget <laughs> yeah the arm when he is basically just like this table is green it is a f- formica table yeah like, and they start just, like, like laughing what, like, what <laughs> is the point of that it just it's so weird um in a lot of ways, it kind of reminds me of uh, Lou Reed's album "Metal Machine Music," <laughs> where you're just like, I'm, you're, people like aren't a hundred percent sure if this is serious or just like a big joke. Um, right. There's parts in in the, it, I think more so in some of the deleted stuff, which makes me wonder, you know, 
if he was just filming some of this stuff for his own amusement and he never intended to put any of it in the movie or not, I don't know. But there are a few times where you're just like, this literally is nonsense. Like what they're saying, like what the, especially that character. Well, yeah. And I mean, even just from the movie, the whole thing where Chester Desmond is given his uh, mission from Gordon Cole played by Lynch and the way of giving <laughs> the assignment is by having this dancer, Lil, perform this little, I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's like an interpretive dance thing with a <laughs> yeah. lot of symbols. And I mean, it it makes no sense. Not really a practical way for the FBI to be handing down their assignments. So let's circle back a little bit um, to the aforementioned uh, dance troupe above the convenience store <laughs> which is which when i say that i just mean because it's like all of the notable freaks and weirdos of the twin peaks universe you know from the other world Plus or whatever a couple newbies yeah they're just collected together <laughs> in this Those, room like, above a convenience demonic store. lumberjacks that are sitting in the background <laughs> it seems to be like an alternate universe or wherever they're existing right um so it's the little guy <laughs> yeah it's Sitting Bob. Yeah. Uh, it's the old woman and her grandson who right. disappear, whatever they do. Or they make <laughs> the corn disappear. Whatever. I can't even remember yeah. what weirdness they do. Yeah, with that's the, what happens with them in the show. Yeah, with Donna. With Donna. And uh, some other... And the, that weird guy who looks like he's got a mask from Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, I always think that's Glued too. to his face. <laughs> which is his face, yeah. I guess. Um who which i was always like there's the whole thing in in the scenes like expanded on in uh the missing pieces where david bowie like shows up and he was like a missing fbi agent but he references like being in this room yeah i actually wanted to bring that up because one of my questions was about time in that place and how much time is passing and right. it just seems like they just sit there and it's like well what are they doing it's just, they're just sitting there talking to themselves. Well, their motivations are always like unclear to me, especially like in the show too. Cause like Bob is obviously just bad. And like, so there was this Mike dude and he cuts off his arm and like the midget's supposed to be his arm. <laughs> and like <laughs> trying to explain this know, show to someone who has never seen it. But then there's like, you know, the, it's like, so Mike in the show is like helping the police and helping uh, agent Cooper. And then like, you know, there's this giant, that's helping agent Cooper. It's like unclear what these other, and like even the old lady and her son, it seems like they're helping Laura, but it, I, I, it's unclear what the motivations are. Of It seems, yeah, it seems like everyone is trying to help the human beings against Bob, yeah. but Bob is one of them. Right. And they hang out with him. <laughs> yeah. He's like their one friend that they're just like, yeah, he's <laughs> like, yeah, he's an asshole. But <laughs> Fuck Bob. <laughs> yeah. When Bob's not around, they just talk shit on Bob. They're like, oh, he's so embarrassing. Um, yeah. Cause like when, when, uh, David Bowie's character makes his appearance, he references, you know, hanging out with him for a minute <laughs> and he does say something about like time or like, something about like they just sit there or something like that or yeah because that was like weird like you're trying to imagine the day-to-day lives of those freaks and weirdos and from the other world like what are they spending all their time doing (laughs) yeah um whenever they're not you know inhabiting leland palmer (laughs) and and murdering his daughter raping (laughs) spoiler um (laughs) Yeah, so that the time and and how time p- moves was my first question. My second question with that is who do you who is the leader of that group if there is one? Cuz it it <laughs> yeah. seems to me that it's, it's between two people. It's either Bob who's evil or the man from another place who seemingly talks the most. And it's just Mike's arm. That's <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, did he not even exist before Mike cut He's his supposed arm? Supposed to be off? like the bad, like the bad part of Mike. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, he seems like he's kind of like a Bob Lackey, but yeah, but he's always like trying to help. I don't. Yeah, I know, but he. I don't. He seems to also laugh at the misfortune of. 
Yeah, he's just like kind of an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a douche. I think he's playing both sides of the fence. Yeah. I don't know. It just it seems weird to me. He I mean, he gives like very obtuse clues, but they're clues nonetheless to try to help, you know, Agent Cooper figure out what's going on. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. And I mean, obviously, you know, it only gets more bizarre when David Bowie uh, just disappears. And one of the extended scenes is him going back to his hotel in Argentina. <laughs> right. Who is Judy? Is Cause, that another girl that was murdered? Uh, Yeah, it's never... That's that's never really clarified in the story. From stuff that I've read, like the idea... <laughs> I've read that David, or that David Lynch had this grandiose idea for like these three detectives each having like the three girls that they're like obsessed with uh figuring out you know what happened to him with cooper having laura palmer uh chester desmond having Teresa banks and david bowie's character having uh this this judy chick and them all being like connected and that was like the idea for having like more movies than just the one like apparently his original plan was that there was going to be multiple movies (laughs) Yeah, which obviously... Which when it grossed 1.4 million (laughs) domestic, they were like, "Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, that's always the problem with, you know, these big ideas. It's like, sometimes you never get the chance to actually pay it off. So, sometimes you're better off just, you know, doing something more simple that people want. Right. Um. Which is a shame, but I mean, now it'll be very interesting to see like what happens with this new Twin Peaks for Showtime. Like what the story is going to be. Hopefully he learned a lesson from Firewalk with me, which would be just stick to just what people have. Just tell the story. <laughs> like people, stick with what the people already have. Don't start giving them more and more and more because... Lost. Yeah, it's like... You end up not being interested in like things that are coming along that are yeah. New. There's You're enough only mystery in what already. you already know. Yeah. Um, which I mean, you know, unrelated is one of my big problems with uh, Game of Thrones, both the books and the movies. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Or the show, right? They just keep adding characters, and it's like, well, I cared about the characters from the beginning, and now yeah. most of them are dead. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about these new people. Right. <laughs> It's like in The Wire when Marlo and them come around and you're like, well, who the fuck are these people? <laughs> I ended up liking Marlo <laughs> me too. by the well, end. Yeah, me too. But, but um, a lot of camera shots of like really ugly tonsils and mouths <laughs> and yeah. lips and tongues of specifically Bob and yeah. the man from another place. And Laura at times. When the, that there was that deleted scene where like the she's just looking at the fan and a voice is talking to her and she kind of gets this like deranged look. Yeah, her smile yeah. like is in slow motion, like increasing, like in these weird gradual stages. It's very bizarre looking, creepy. Um, a big uh, focal point of the deleted scenes, and even the movie itself is uh, Laura Palmer's family life. We get a lot of we get some intimate looks at the Palmers and how they interact with each the other. The horror. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> something that's very common with David Lynch's uh, work is like this idea of something terrible happening underneath the surface of right. uh, an idyllic community or whatever. Um, and I think in Twin Peaks and then, you know, fleshed out more in Fire Walk With Me is the this, like, seemingly normal but, like, a little bit wild high school girl who is literally just living this life that is so insane by the time she yeah. dies. Like, I mean, she is into everything. Right. Like, everything you can think of. I mean, she's a, a little bit of saved by the bell logic for how much stuff she's involved with. <laughs> yeah. And then she also does drugs and parties and is a prostitute. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, everything terrible. I mean, anything bad you could think of for like a high school girl to be involved with. She's like doing it. Um, 
And it's just like, but it's like, she's a cheerleader. She does the Meals on Wheels program. Like, how does she have time for all this shit? <laughs> yeah, I think like the days in Twin Peaks. She works last, at like, Horn's department hours. store. <laughs> yeah. In One Eye Jacks. Yeah, and I mean, she has a therapist. and <laughs> She tutors uh, Audrey's brother. Yeah, and I mean, she's having sex with like half the town. Everyone. <laughs> um, I think that's like. Yeah, I mean, I think like something you could maybe surmise is that Laura Palmer is just like the symbol for like that idea, the idea of things being bad underneath the surface. Cause I mean, yeah, it's a little absurd to think that she could be doing all of these activities and also be doing all of this like illegal or bad stuff. Driving up to Canada for the night to party on like a random school night. Yeah. Um, so, some of, yeah, I mean, some of my favorite parts of the deleted scenes are just how horrifying her father is and how he <laughs> yeah. acts and how, like, seemingly, like, her mother is kind of aware that something is wrong, but, like, not quite Yeah, I didn't know sure. the part where uh, she's um, harping on Laura about where her blue sweater is. And Laura points out that she's wearing it and she kind of has like a mental breakdown. Uh, I, I didn't know if that was supposed to be like a reference to the fact that she's like, she gets like loopy because she's like being drugged. But yeah, I, yeah, I would think. I yeah. think so. Okay. Yeah. And I think like she doesn't, she doesn't know what's going on. So like she thinks that she's losing it due to you know getting older or you know something being wrong with her but like obviously the truth is she's being drugged by her husband (laughs) so that he can have sex with their daughter (laughs) um which i mean i'm glad we found that hilarious (laughs) you know at least she's not getting dementia yeah i mean on the plus side (laughs) uh so yeah um there's an extension of in the in the movie we get the scene where they're at dinner and Leland is you know obsessed with Laura washing her hands but there's kind of like an extension of of that where he's coming in and talking about the deal with the Norwegians that starts off the show and it's just bizarre <laughs> like yeah, I mean, a recurring theme of all these scenes are odd, yeah. bizarre, <laughs> creepy. But I think, like, one of the points was, like, when we get to the scene where we see uh, the Hayward family and they have, like, a much more normal interaction. I think that's supposed to be the point. Although, I would argue that the Haywards are way creepier. <laughs> yeah, Donna's dad Ugh. and his just... It's a secret message for Laura. It's like, dude, she's not eight. Yeah, he's like, he's got a weird thing, like a kind of a weird infatuation or something going on with Laura. I mean, he lets which her is understandable, smoke. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, he lets her smoke in the house. I mean, yeah, he goes, he he makes a big thing of like he knows that she's not allowed to smoke at her house, and he doesn't let anyone smoke in his house. But he lets her smoke in his house. And it's like, well, why? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's, that's what everyone in that room should have been asking themselves. <laughs> well, like, well, wait a minute. And no one Someone seems to think call like it's Truman. weird. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, we already know that, like, we already know that, like, from the show and everything that Laura was having sex with like Audrey's dad. Yeah, that's true. Um, I heard he like didn't want to be in the movie because he didn't like a particular scene that was written for his character where he was basically like, um, making her kiss him and do something so that he would give her Coke or something. And he just <laughs> felt like it didn't make sense. Cause he, yeah. fe- he felt like his character like really, 
did was in love with Laura and wouldn't yeah. be like so exploitative or something. I don't know. He had some weird rationale for it. It definitely seemed like a lot of the actors uh, weren't super thrilled with where this movie was going, like based on or like the last like ten episodes of the show. Because <laughs> there was like all kinds of rumors, like Laura Flynn Boyle wasn't in it because. Uh, her character had to do nudity, um, which turned out to not be true. Apparently, I guess she was already signed on for like four other movies or something. But mm-hmm. Sherilyn Fenn at one point claimed that she wasn't in it because she didn't like the script, but then later walked that claim back and said that she was not in it because she had other movies or something. It it definitely no matter what the truth is though it it there's a lot of little stories out yeah. there for each of the actors well, about heard, not like, liking it yeah i mean i've heard multiple things about kyle mclaughlin i mean the one thing was like oh he didn't want to be like typecast but then i also just heard that he was just like pissed off with the way with, with like how david lynch just like abandoned the show in season two yeah i mean that's possible um so what are your what are your hopes for the new uh, Twin Peaks, which I guess is maybe coming out next year at some point? I don't know. I always start, like, whenever, like, the idea of something like that comes around, I always start, like, fantasy booking how it's going to play out. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I think any ideas that I would have had would have had uh, the character uh, Harry Truman, like, involved with in the fact that that dude's not going to be in it supposedly yeah supposedly. i still feel like there's the possibility for some surprises that they're maybe trying to work us a little bit yeah uh maybe hopefully um so i don't know i mean i did like the original presentation of just like well let's just set it in twin peaks like 20 years later like some of the characters will be back as like old people now and obviously you can explain away people not being there is just like they're dead yeah, the last time I haven't checked like super recently, but the last time I looked, it seemed like the only new like current actor of note that's going to be in it was Amanda Seyfried, but there might be I others. I heard uh, Robert Forrester signed on to it. Yeah, but I think like he might be playing Harry Truman. Oh, okay. Or the new version if they're going to make it a different character. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Cuz apparently Lynch wanted him for Harry Truman to begin with oh, okay. back in the day. Yeah, all right, that would be cool. Um, uh, and then I also read Jennifer Jason Lee signed on recently. The Hateful Eights, <laughs> Jennifer Jason Lee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. I, I, I mean, when I first heard about, you know, them coming back for TV and doing, like, you know, however many episode run this is going to turn out to be, my thought was... All right, let's ignore a lot of the stupid stuff that happened in the second season. Just completely <laughs> act like a lot of that never happened. Um, I mean, a lot of it is inconsequential anyway. So, Yeah, and just be like, all right, so here we are 25 years later. And I think – now, this is just me, but I feel like you got Audrey's- – Remember that time I was in that bank that blew up 25 years ago? <laughs> yeah, that was weird. <laughs> um, they should just like do what they did with uh, the Wet Hot American Summer reboot thing <laughs> and just act like they're the same age <laughs> they were. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like, I think you got to kick it off with like a fresh murder. Yeah. To like re- reopen Amanda Seyfried. <laughs> yeah. They got to like reopen the old wounds of the town. Yeah. And- I mean, there's not, there's a lot of things that like, I don't know how they're going to do it, but like the way the show ends with Cooper being possessed by Bob or whatever. I, I'm also like always unclear as to what's going on with the, this possession thing. Like, is one person supposed to be stuck in the Black Lodge or whatever? And like, there's a doppelganger of him out in the world or. Is he being possessed? I don't really understand. It's yeah, the, it, the Black Lodge might yeah. just be like a mental place that yeah. they go. I don't know. Right. Because Leland it it was hard to tell what the deal was if he was like always being possessed or if Bob just kinda like jumped in and out of there. 
just came and went as he pleased. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. It, I think a lot of people will be, you know, fixated on what's going on with uh, Agent Cooper when the show starts. Um, I, I, I really don't care. I feel like they could just do whatever they want with that and yeah. even wrap that up in the first episode and move on. Like, I, I just think like the stuff that made the show great to me was like the first pretty much up until they reveal Laura Palmer's. Killer. Yeah. Everything up until that moment was great. So my, if I was writing the show, I would be tempted to just rewrite that with a modern spin and maybe drag it out longer and not feel pressure to like reveal what's going on right away. Have it be similar, but you know, a lot of things are different. And then like similarly to like in, you know, Stephen King's it <laughs> all the, you know, the gang has to get back together, <laughs> even though they didn't really do anything to help the no. first time, just like, you know, a lot of like digging up the past Maybe like, or maybe since, you know, we know for, we seem to know for a fact that Cheryl Lee is going to be in it, maybe swerve, you know, Laura Palmer never died. That would be a swerve. (laughs) Or something. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that would be interesting. I don't know how they would explain it, but like, but how uh, are they going to explain that Cheryl Lee's in it, but older? Like, why would Laura Palmer be aging? I don't, well, also Dale Cooper's aging and he's in the fucking Black Lodge. (laughs) Yeah, but he never died, though, so you can get around that. But, like, with her, it's like, well, her body is dead. and Maybe she's she's playing another cousin. (laughs) I would not rule that out as a possibility. (laughs) Um, Because, obviously, if, if you do go the route where there's a fresh murder and Bob is, you know, causing shit to go down again... Which obviously there's going to be a new Bob because the other <laughs> dude is super dead from AIDS. Yeah, um, <laughs> super dead. <laughs> like, or maybe Swerve Bob isn't dead. Yeah, that would be a Swerve too. We're all just getting worked. <laughs> <laughs> but like, once you know the characters hear about this new murder, it's going to dig up the past with Laura. I mean, I'd like to. I mean, you can obviously speculate on what's happened to a lot of the people since the last time we saw them. Right. I think a lot of them, it's, like, pretty easy to get around. I mean, I do think the one thing that's weird with, like, the Cooper stuff is, like, it leaves off with kind of leaving the impression that he's going to go murder Heather Graham. (laughs) So, I mean... Maybe he did. Is she going to be in the new one? I haven't... I don't know. Uh, I haven't heard. But the big question, is Billy Zane going to be in the new one? I hope so. <laughs> that love interest between him and uh, Sherilyn Fenn. <laughs> Oof. Sparks. <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully they. Hopefully we get to get the resolution on what is going on with like Lucy and like the department store guy <laughs> and Andy. <laughs> and that like, little Nikki. Yeah, I mean, that storyline, which just dominates the second half of season two, <laughs> and it's just unwatchable. Or a, a lunatic Ben Horn who thinks he's in Gettysburg, which goes on for five or six episodes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that guy's still alive. Um, Nadine, super strength, back in high school. <laughs> I wonder, though, if some of them, some of the old people who are older in season one... If if they are going to be in it, I wonder if they'll just have like limited roles. Like we might yeah, just, just see them like, like maybe once. just have like one scene, kind of like they did with the movie, where they like kind of seemingly filmed a scene for each character, but most of them got cut out because they really had zero purpose other than like, hey, remember these people from the show? The last time I saw Piper Laurie, um, was in the movie uh, Hesher. Hesher, and she looked pretty old. I mean, she. I mean, she is old. I mean, she's got to be like yeah. in her eighties or something. Um, I say Jack Nance is dead. Yeah, that's a bummer, right? Um, I want. I mean, I, I guess they'll probably maybe address some of these people being dead. Or I'm assuming the villain from Halloween Three is dead. <laughs> oh yeah, 
because he plays a uh, yeah I, I think brother i think i do think that guy's dead um <laughs> uh now we're just like listing people who are dead <laughs> super entertaining we were going back to the well of our old podcast <laughs> um so like any more thoughts on twin peaks firewalk with me the deleted scenes I think we didn't even really address like some of our the favorite muffin. moments. Yeah, uh, a couple of our favorite scenes are one where Donna and Laura are arguing about who's the muffin. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like unclear what they're talking about. Like, <laughs> what? what is the muffin? <laughs> and uh, another one, obviously, which is only just a continuation of a scene from the actual movie where Laura keeps telling uh, Bobby that he's killed Mike, his friend, rather than just some random guy, which, I mean, we know the guy from being one of the deer Lake. What is it? Deer Deer meadow. Meadow I I think, yeah. Cops, but to, to Bobby, he's just some random guy, but Laura keeps saying that it's Mike over and over (laughs) again, which is just so random and weird and funny. (laughs) This isn't fucking Mike. <laughs> Is it Mike? Yeah, Bobby, uh, his character in the movie and in the deleted scenes um, kind of goes through like a little bit of a transformation, even though it's a prequel, which is to say maybe more that like his character was like fleshed out more and like you started yeah. to see like kind of his sadness about Laura and like him being like into her, but she she wasn't really into him. She was just into the Coke and like, it kind of justifies (laughs) like why, you know, he, he, um, has the affair with, uh, Shelly who's married to Leo, who is an asshole to her, (laughs) (laughs) but also kind of a legend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, a pretty good scene where uh, he's directing her to <laughs> on how to scrub the floor, even though on the other side of the room it's just covered in dirt. Yeah, and I mean they live in like just this horrendous house. <laughs> yeah, with, like, it doesn't have walls. Like parts of the walls are just unfinished, and just <laughs> it's so terrible. And yet he's like freaking out about the kitchen floor being a little dirty. Yeah. Um, did you say when you're talking about the the guy that they killed? That Laura keeps saying is Mike. The the deleted scene is actually like after they kill him, and she comes up to him in high school. Yeah, <laughs> she's just like, "You killed Mike." And it's like, stop saying that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said I, I meant yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. did say it was like a continuation yeah. of that meaning. They she just brought it up again. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Those those two that and the muffin scene are are my two favorites. Although there's like a yeah. lot of parts that are just like you can't help but laugh at even though they're not supposed to be funny and i mean they're, yeah. not, they're not really funny but they're just so well the shelly and leo scene and then also the uh the scene at the mill both kind of seemed like they were like kind of filmed for like the show yeah i mean and yeah they were easy cuts because they didn't advance the plot or, or really have much to do with what goes on. Have in the anything movie. to do with anything? Yeah, the, <laughs> I wanted a two by four. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I mean, Twin Peaks. What a show! What a movie! <laughs> Great deleted scenes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well- I mean, if you're a fan, you should definitely pick up the box set because there's a lot of great stuff on there. Uh, some of the bonus stuff and whatnot. Um, yeah. I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the log lady also passing away recently. Yeah, she has a deleted scene too, which is just her hearing it was un- Laura screaming. She, I mean, she died while they were in the midst of filming this new show. I was It was unclear to me if she was going to even be in the new show or not. It yeah, didn't seem like it, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure either. <laughs> I'm sure like the Twin Peaks diehards will find reasons to be disappointed with the new show. 
I think like with something like this, when it's 25 years later, it didn't seem like there was any chance of it coming back. I think like the odds with it. I think the odds are against it being like good, (laughs) but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to say. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm optimistic. I want it to be cool. Yeah, I think sometimes people get like really uptight about stuff like this, or um, especially if like you know remakes of movies and whatnot. It's just like I don't know. You don't have to like. I think people just get like really serious about it. It's just like it's not a big deal. It's like if there should be no way that this new version of Twin Peaks could possibly ruin Twin Peaks. No. <laughs> Did the new Star Wars movies ruin the old ones? In my opinion, no. Um, because I don't feel like it should... Like, if you don't like something new that's added on, or, you know, if a movie that you love is being remade, or there's being a sequel after a long time, or a prequel, or something... Like, if you don't like the new thing, just don't watch it ever again. Just go on Reddit. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just don't engage with it. It's like if you are, if you're not, if you end up not being a fan of the new Twin Peaks, it's like, just keep your relationship with the old Twin Peaks the same. It's just like, don't worry about it. Don't even, like, think about it then. And if you happen to like it, then that's great. Because I, I just think like stuff like this, when they reboot the shows or bring the shows back on like Netflix or wherever, it's just like that's just it's, you should just look at that as like a bonus. It's just you know fun, yes, to have it. And if it if it doesn't work out exactly the way you want, then you know I just, don't even know how you could have like expectations with a show like this, like. Nothing ever really makes sense, so they can kind of just do whatever. <laughs> well, like, part of the problem with something like this is, like, people... And this the same kind of goes for Lost, which most... Like, believe me, I will criticize Lost <laughs> just as much as anyone yeah. else. But in this sense, I'll defend it because it's... I wouldn't say it's, like, necessarily similar to Twin Peaks, but, like, the idea of what I'm going to say is similar, which is, like, people want the answers for everything. They want to have every answer, every single thing explained. If they if something's unexplained, they feel like they're being cheap cheapened out or, you know... They, they, they're like, being wronged. Yeah. yeah. But the truth is, when, they, when things do try to explain everything, that's when they suck. Yeah. That people are then disappointed with what the explanation is. And for something as unique and different as Twin Peaks, it's like the explanation will never live up to the mystery. You know what I mean? Because it can't. Like yeah. the setup, the mystery itself, the weirdness is what makes the show. The yeah. expl- the answers in the explanation would just water it down. That is true. Like most of the stuff that was cool and lost w- was way cooler when it wasn't explained. When they would answer things, it was always like, oh, really? That's (laughs) the the problem with Lost, obviously, was that they just got kept getting carried away and kept wanting to like take the story further and further from what it started out as. And they wanted to keep adding all these different elements that didn't really help. And yeah, and, and they they went too far with it and they didn't explain really. They left they they seemingly just would start off things just to for no reason and then never explain it again and by the time you got to the end of the show there was probably like a thousand things that just were never explained that were brought up but i think you know with this twin peaks reboot or even if it's fire like even if you want to go back in time to 92 when fire walk with me came out like i think people when you when you start expecting that you can like dictate what an actual artist like David Lynch is gonna do, then like that's yeah when you are just setting yourself up for disappointment. I mean, he's right. gonna do it the way he wants to do it, and he's not really worried about explaining whether or not some characters died in a bank explosion. 
No. Or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. like he's not going to waste his time making a movie just to answer a bunch of, bunch of questions that right. are left off in yeah. the TV show. He wants to like have... Like we were kind of like ta- we were talking about like his grandiose plans for it, and I mean yeah. that was the whole reason he was probably interested in making the movie in the first place. Right. I mean he wasn't interested Not to in pick just up. giving an answer key. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you have to like approach. I think you have to yeah. approach the new show with like that in mind. Like he's only going to be interested in this if it's like telling something new and different. Well, it's kind of like a. I'm saying this after I just got done being like trashing it. <laughs> after I was just like, well, they need to like do the show just like the first ha- first season of the fir- of the f- original, and if you know, have a murder and have it be the same. Yeah, but that's a good <laughs> idea. I mean, just having the whole like just that idea of oh, like it's it's been kind of calm for like 25 years, and now like it's happening again. Like that whole concept. Yeah, because how else? Even if they do end up doing as many episodes as like we've heard that they might, which is basically two yeah. seasons, trying to figure out what's going on with this show like, from a production side is like <laughs> the bigger mystery. Yeah, I mean Lynch is in, he's out, he's in. Um, no, but I mean like when you only have a limited amount of episodes, even if it is like eighteen or whatever we think it might be. He's. I mean, you can't. How are you going to explain what's happened over the past twenty five years? I mean, you can't really. Or uh, you'd spend the whole show doing that. So it's like, right? What better way than to just be like, yeah, it has been calm for the last twenty five years. Uh, we, you know, apparently, we figured out who murdered. From like, from a the standpoint of like the supernatural doesn't exist. From the standpoint of like a normal society they figured out who killed laura palmer he died as well so there was no trial and that was the end of it and then as far as like the people aren't who don't know about the other stuff are concerned then it's over yeah so like there's no you know you can have that idea of like, well, it's, you know, nothing is really happening for 25 years. Although like people probably will expect, and this may very well be the case of how they do it. That like what you said, like, you know, Cooper goes out and kills Annie that happens immediately, you know, after the, the show and the movie leave off. But who knows? Like who knows where we're picking it up and what's happened. And if they'll even explain every, like, we may never even find out what happened to some of the characters who didn't make it into this new show. Like, we, they may never even say anything. I hope about not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really want to check in on Nadine. You don't think Nadine's going to be in the show? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that the whole love triangle, or I guess, it's, I guess it's more than a triangle. Yeah, it's true. Mike involved. <laughs> Mike is the man. No, I was thinking of uh, what's her face's husband who just got out of jail. Oh, Hank. Yeah, Hank and her. Yeah, Hank and Norma and uh, Big Ed and Nadine. Like all of those people, I'm sure. Like Norma and Big Ed and Hank and and Nadine are. They're, they're probably like so old now. Yeah. Well, Hank, there's like no reason to have to bring he he has like a really weird arc for like a character to be introduced in like the second season or whatever because he's in it, but then it kind of like ends off with him like going back to jail. Like <laughs> it was kind of like a pointless. Well, yeah, I mean, some would say that a lot of the second season was pointless. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was a lot of wasted time, right? Like, I mean, you know, having like David Lynch's character just like making out with Shelley all the time. <laughs> Although, I mean, Who come can on, blame him? yeah. <laughs> I would demand. He was that. like, I don't want to be involved in this show at all anymore, but I will come back to <laughs> film scenes making out with Matched and Amick or however you pronounce her name. Yeah, who like in that ninety one, ninety two era, just <laughs> Queen Bay, <laughs> Queen. <laughs> Just slaying everything. <laughs> Remember when we were making the the list of who like the best chick was of each year? <laughs> <laughs> That's a secret. Don't, don't bring that. Well, Shelly, huge candidate for ninety two. 
or 91, whatever it was. Did you ever see that movie she was in? It was called like, um, I think it was called I'm gonna like say no. I Sleepwalkers or something. <laughs> no. It was a movie. Um, it was like, I think it was a, a screenplay that Stephen King wrote. Um, I can't really remember what it was called. I think it was like called Sleepwalkers or something. But um, she has this scene where she's like, this is like, I think, it, yeah, it's called Sleepwalkers. It came out in 92. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, okay. still looking the same <laughs> as she looked as Shelly. And like she has this sequence uh i'll have to show it to you on youtube because i think it's on there after we're done recording where she's like she's working in a movie theater but she's like by herself because i think the theater's closing or something and she has like this whole like dance number where she's just dancing by herself really it's so strange that sounds great (laughs) and uh i think like ron perlman's in that movie i mean it's it's like a stellar cast it's like a really terrible movie Sounds awesome. Um, yeah, we'll have to watch it at some <laughs> point. It's like a horror movie, kind oh, of. Nice. Um, and on that note, I mean, I guess we should probably try to wrap it up. I think we've been going a little long, chatting long enough about <laughs> Twin Peaks. I mean, these are these were just deleted scenes, after all. Yeah, yeah. We should actually do like a special podcast where we put all of our deleted outtakes from our pods in the one episode yeah if we actually took the time to cut anything out (laughs) (laughs) um so uh do we have anything else to add nope that's good i think the way that we're doing it right now where we don't reveal what we're what our subject is going to be for the next episode is probably the best way to do it yeah it gives us the freedom to not really have to commit to anything yeah it keeps everyone in suspense (laughs) all right so this has been another uh, episode of the greatest moments in the history of forever. Um, check back for our next one. <laughs> really uh, selling it. Well, you know, one day we'll get on social media. Uh. <laughs> so, yeah. um, all right, so we'll see you next time. <laughs>